Hello out there, Sitka. Thank you for tuning in to Speaking of Hope, the official podcast of Sitka's Hope Coalition. My name is Missy Manjovi, and I'm joined here in the studio by my colleague, Alec Duncan, and a very special guest. As I mentioned in our last episode, in honor of Recovery Month, we're going to be sharing stories of recovery here throughout September. Storytelling is a big part of the culture here in Sitka. Stories offer valuable lessons. They give people the opportunity to share their wisdom and knowledge. And when we look at stories of recovery, there's a lot of potential for benefit for both the storyteller and those who are listening in. Sharing stories of recovery can make your recovery journey feel more real. It can help you organize and make sense of your experience, and it also offers opportunities for reflection and can create a path towards self-love. Storytelling can also be a way to spread hope and provide people with a path to help them if they're trying to start their own journey of recovery. It can be a source of inspiration, a source of guidance, a way to connect people to resources they may need. And one of the main reasons we want to share these stories is to reduce the stigma associated with substance use disorders and mental health disorders, because they're common and they're not a sign of weakness. And stigma can prevent people from seeking the resources they may need. We understand, though, that sharing your story of recovery is not an easy task. So to all our guests who will be sharing their stories throughout the month, I would like to thank you for your vulnerability, your humility, and your courage. We're going to go ahead and dive into our first story with our guest, Kale Perkins. Kale, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Kale Perkins. I'm an alcoholic. I've been sober for 2,130 days since uh, leaving treatment. It's been worth living. It definitely is difficult to get over that that way of thinking of when I first came out of treatment of how unfair it was for other people to drink around me. But, you know, as time went on and I started kind of listening to what the people who were like me were saying, it became a little bit easier to also understand that, like, I'm not alone in this. When I understand, understood that I wasn't alone in this, it was huge. I isolated myself in the bottle for quite a while. And I feel that when a person does that, they kind of lose sight of things, even like the little things. And this thing just becomes controlling of their life. When I was able to step out of that box that I was in and go to treatment and get the help I needed, it just helped me make sense of things. It helped me breathe a little bit better me understand a little bit better of, of what I needed to do, what I needed to work towards. I'm, I'm getting back on track, basically, uh, getting my life in, in control again. When I can look back and kind of see where I was and how I felt that a lot of things I fell behind on, in a sense, became overwhelming to me. And so I had to understand that like chipping away at things had to be a go-around. Whatever it was, small or big, I can tackle it without the bottle. I had to know that. What I knew that when I had issues or difficulty on something, it was very easy to go to the bottle. And so I know where that led to. It wasn't a very good place. And so when I had that in the back of my head where, you know, I, that place is, is dark. So 
let's understand this a little bit more. Let's understand people that are like me, what are you telling me of what I actually need to do to help myself just take it a day at a time. And so when I get to wake up and understand that I don't have to take that drink, it becomes easier if I let it. And so it's it's a lot of little things that people tell you, these little catchphrases that, that kind of make sense a little ways down the road. But I'm saying like catchphrase and, and not being able to understand it at the moment you're hearing it, I think a lot of times you're not ready for it. Well, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, down the road, you can have the moments where a light bulb flashes and you're like, it does get easier if I let it, you know, and so those reassurances are definitely, you know, real and that's the, the work you're putting in even if you don't know it. There's days where you feel stuck, but then there's also days where you get these light bulb moments and you're able to be like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So like, you know, we're here. I'm just plugging away at what I'm doing and you know, next thing you know, I get this email from Alec and we're able to just do this right here, right now. And I was very nervous when, when I read, read that and what we were going to do for this. But I knew last year when you gave me that assurance of, you know, you spoke at recovery month and I remember, wow, that was a great feeling. Um, I think a lot of that mixture helped calm me down in a tremendous way. And so it's these things that I'm talking about that I get to do and like choose to do. Whereas back in my drinking days, I, I wouldn't be able to do these things. It's very comforting to know that what, you know, I get to do or work towards takes me down a path where it can help people in need that are needing to hear what, what it is I get to share. I learn from other people as a whole, not only listening, but talk and, and just feel that whole energy of just understanding what it is you have to do in the daily to get through it. So to be able to get to that point, it's the difficult road. But I mean, when we can set aside all these things that we tend to put pressure on ourselves, it just helps in the long run to just take away the thought of, of needing a drink or, or whatever it is that takes you away from the moments that you find difficult. When you get in these moments that you have to kind of get through, it builds that character, it builds your strength. And so you're able to kind of tackle another issue. It's a real ride. I'm like just grateful to be here and able to share what is it is I get, I get to share. Well, we're definitely grateful to have you here. So you mentioned a few things that stuck out to me. One of them was these catchphrases you kept bringing up. Is there a certain catchphrase that you always fall back on or that really stood out to you? So like like I was talking about earlier, it's hard to navigate, you know, what we're going through with the pandemic and everything and to adjust and and kind of regather and regroup what it is you're, you're doing all those little catchphrases just help. Like the one I was talking about earlier, like your worst day sober is going to be better than your best day drunk. And so when I get myself in a situation that I'm like, oh man, the world feels like it's caving in on me or I can't carry this weight anymore. I remember what it was like waking up and waiting for the liquor store to open and doing those dry heaps in the morning. And it's not a good place to be, to be able to get over that and get past that and know that the route I need to take is not that. It, it makes things a lot easier. It gets easier if you let it. You know, when you keep those little things in mind, it definitely helps. 
one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. That's true right there. That is true. When you can wake up each new morning you get and, and remind yourself that, it just makes it a little bit easier. It's a lot of, lot to soak in, a lot to, to help just remember and not only remember, but let it flow. It's very difficult. Things can come in and feel like you're suffocating any given moment. So when you can kind of reach back and, and get those little catchphrases and like put it through your thought process and, and make sure you're good, reassure yourself you're good. You got to find that stuff that just helps, helps get past that, that stuff you need to get through. Mm-hmm. It's like, Strengthening your mind in a way, like a mental crutch you can fall back on. How do you use or how do you incorporate these catchphrases into your daily life? I was down in treatment. I heard that, you know, we're in here in these rooms, gorilla that's out there doing push-ups. That's your addiction. You know, it, it can come in at any moment. I got the opportunity to go to Lakeside Mile in Kirkland, Washington. I had a decision to make um, once my stay was up. It was either to come up here or stay down there and stay in a sober living facility or sober living home. I felt that like if I couldn't come back up here and do it, I, I couldn't do it anywhere else. And so when I heard that like, gorilla phrase, I'm, I was that gorilla at the field running around the track, strengthening myself. I had to do what I had to do to get where I'm at today. So it's it, to me when I have to come here and, and share it, it makes it that much easier. You know, when I look back and you would ask me like last year, a couple of years ago, I don't know, I would have been a lot more nervous. But you know, it's I, I think that when we can take it a day at a time, that's what it's stuff so. Definitely. So you touched on this a bit, but what motivated you to seek sobriety, to seek treatment? This town, it's a small town, and I got a lot of a lot of family. When I would get out of my little room and see the disappointment, I think it was time. I didn't know I was scared. You know, I didn't know how to seek the help. I knew I needed help, but I didn't know how to seek it. And so when it was put on the table for me to go to treatment, it just made it that much more easier to say yes. When you get pushed in a corner, you got to do something about it. So I was very fortunate to have the people that were in my corner put that on the table for me to right time. I didn't know how much longer I had. I was 299.8 pounds. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I was almost up to three bottles a night. It was a hard time to be able to not forget and know that like what I put myself through has to like just eat it. I have to know that every single day I get because it's it, it relieves me that like you know the things I get to do today is is just like you know, I just get to do life, and that's, I think that's where it's at. You know, that's, it's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome to hear, and I'm so glad that you had a support system behind you, but it still takes a lot of courage on your part to take that first step and to continue on this journey of recovery. So how has your life changed since you've been in recovery? You know, I talked to my cousin earlier today who had expressed he has a month of sobriety and, and I kind of was mentioning about hunting and fishing and we weren't like that growing up. So to be able to put the bottle down and do these things and enjoy these things to climb a mountain or be in the water, 
it's those things that just makes life more enjoyable and doing the things that like I, I couldn't imagine doing and just being able to breathe and soak everything in. The major thing is, you know, just to be able to not only breathe, but just to like be in these moments, you know, knowing where I'm at and what I'm doing. When I was in the bottle, I never knew where I was going. You know, I never knew the choices I was making, the decisions that were leading me to where I was. So to be able to go through treatment and understand what I had to go through and knowing that it was going to be the most difficult thing I'll ever do, it was definitely worth it. And knowing my change from how I was thinking then to now, you know, I get to, like I said, just breathe and, and breathe and I get to choose what I get to do and know where the choices I get to make on a daily that are good or bad. I know I, I can navigate my way in and out of with a better understanding rather than being on the bottle and making these choices. On. Definitely. That is so huge. And it's so great to hear. Um. What would you say has been one of the most difficult parts of your recovery journey? I think one of the most difficult parts would probably just trying to maintain my side of the street and a lot of things. You know, just being a small town and having people close and some struggles is difficult to get the word that life can be so much better without the bottle. Um, I think that's where I kind of put more weight on myself, where I try to just overdo a lot of things. Overdo is where I'm like either not taking rest in an activity setting, running 11 miles one day and then playing with rugby the next day. And then it's, it's a lot of balance I find that I have to kind of settle down and, and relax and kind of just know that things are going to be okay. Because a lot of times I can feel like things are rising. So at least then I can know that I can calm that way and find balance and try to just understand that things are going to be okay. Things can happen and it's, it's just how you handle yourself and how you know where not to go. For this to be real for me, I have to know that 2,131 days ago, I wasn't good. To understand that there was a lot of work that had to be done within those days that now I get to actually share and explain a little bit of things. I feel like I still have a lot to learn. And, and so that's okay. You know, it's, it's a pressure that I don't need to put on myself when I actually know I can just be it and, and just it, you know that I get to do this. That's awesome to hear, Cal. So you mentioned that at times you can start to feel overwhelmed, that you can feel stuff arising. What kind of things do you turn to to ground yourself when you start to feel overwhelmed? Like I said, I, I was 299.8 pounds. And so for me to get my health back, there was a lot of things that I had to kind of understand and put myself through, whether it was physical part or the nutrition part. And so when I can find that things are like really, really going for me, going well, it's it's doing those things. Today it's been a little adjusting because of the pandemic and what's been going on. So the gym's been closed. It's a little things that you can find new things to do and trying to find a different direction on, on what you got to do to get through a day. When you can get your physical part and your mental part, you know, lined up and balanced out, I think that's where you can regroup and refocus and, like I said, just breathe a little bit better. I mean, it's actually these things where we get our world raw, where we can kind of regroup and, and refine ourselves to get back to these things that bring us to these moments of, like, everything's going to be okay. 
we don't know throughout the day when something can possibly happen, but we have to know that when those things kind of happen, everything's going to be okay. Whether it's going for a run or for a lift or now just trying to take a moment to myself and, and find quietness to just understand what it is that I have to do to find that balance of calm in the waves. So it is tough, but yet it can get easier if you let it. Wow. Thank you. That is very powerful. And I think we all need a reminder right now that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And you just need to find the thing that helps calm you down and works for you. So thank you for sharing. So what advice would you give to someone who is trying to get sober? I would just say breathe and listen. Go to a meeting, talk, feel comfortable in doing what you have to do and understand that it's going to be hard and difficult. But, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it just to keep fighting for whatever it is that you need to fight for. You know, for myself, I felt like I was putting a lot of pressure on myself and I couldn't get out of it. I would try to string together a few days here and there, but I found myself falling out of it and back into it. You know, it's a lot of pressure at the beginning, so just do what you can and breathe and understand that it can get easier. Just go at your own pace and do what you have to do to seek the help and not alone in this. Thank you. That is really great advice. And I'm sure there's someone out there right now that really needed to hear that. Before we wrap things up, you had mentioned earlier that you had spoken last year at Recovery Month at the event at the Shikaquan. What was that experience like for you? That was a journey. That was definitely, um, that hit, that, that hit home. That was, I think that was my first real public speech. And to have, like I said, the community there and, you know, the support is tremendous in this town. My, my nerves were really high, but once we got going and that reassurance of knowing that I wasn't alone and the people in that run were there to hear a story that them themselves have kind of like gone through themselves can kind of just be that support system for that person that's up there on stage or, you know, here or there, you know, just support all around. I just remember that room was just locked in and I was locked in too. I mean, all the little kids that were running around before they weren't mm-hmm. running around, they're actually listening mm-hmm. and paying attention. It was, it, it brought tears to my eyes. It was, it was a really amazing moment. I was so overwhelmed with all the energy in the room of just like, how did I get so lucky to be put in this position to where not too long ago I was a drunk, not being able to put a sentence together. And now I'm here like, you're doing it, you know, and living life and being able to explain like a little bit of the journey that I get to trudge through. When we get to do these things, like what we're doing, that's just like where it's at to be able to share that like they're not alone. They're not alone. They need to know that. Fortunately, my Mona, she picked me up so many times and gave me a safe place to stay in a place where like, you know, I just lost my dad and nobody wanted to deal with Last month, going berry picking with my aunt Mona, you know, was just like, you know, I get to do this. She's not picking me up drunk and taking her me home to, you know, pass out on her couch. You know, we're picking berries, you know. And, you know, who would have thought <laughs> these little things that, like, bring joy in your life rather than not living, I guess. And that's what I think is, is fair to say is that when I was stuck in the bottle, I wasn't living. So I get to live. That's what's fun about it. 
I I can't help but smile as I'm hearing you talk right now, Kale. That is just so beautiful, and it's so amazing to hear. I mean, you deserve it. So my last question for you is, why did you decide to share your story with us today? I think it just helps me, helps me understand what it is I'm going through, and I hope it helps anyone in need that anything I had to say, you know, hits home for them. They can take whatever it is that I've learned from people before me that shared their story, that they're not alone. It's just something that moves energy along, and energy is something that we need more of, you know, and it's a necessity to just keep it that flow flowing. It just helps all around. When you talk about it and when you hear, you get that whole, just that whole grasp of it. And I think that's where it's at. I'm very glad to hear that. I know I'm so inspired by your journey and I can only imagine that a lot of other people are as well. Is there any like last things that you would like to share? Anything that on the top of your head that you want to, want to get out? No, I, I just want to thank you both for putting this on. I mean, it and, and making things feel comfortable. I, like I said before, I got here, I was a little bit nervous, but it's important to just continue to talk. And when you, when you can talk and know that people out there are worth willing to share, you'll you'll find yourself on the other side too. One day you'll be sharing your story and and know that like these little catchphrases do mean something. We're very honored that you took the time to come talk to us. I know you've already been an inspiration to so many people in this town. It's awesome that you're giving us this opportunity to keep sharing your story. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. That was fun. That's awesome.